Welcome, nerds, to Go To There, 30 Rock Podcast, a weekly chronological journey through 30 Rock, looking into the jokes, the references, the highs, the lows, and all of the blurgs that come with one of the best shows of the 21st century. As always, I'm your host, Curtis Stone, and joining me is... David Amick. And welcome to episode 5, Jack Tor. This episode, David, give us a synopsis. Muffin Top. Muffin Top is all of that. Whole grain low fat. No, this is, uh, yeah, no, I... I think I got Jack Tor mixed up with Jack the Writer because they aired back to back and my memory just either blends the two or just confuses which is which. This is the episode that kicks off the solid block of episodes for the first season that we desperately needed. Uh, this episode's really tight. Uh, it's a little longer. It, was, it initially aired as like a 40 minute special um, when it first premiered, but uh, it's still taking out commercials that's like 20 seven 28 minutes something like that so i think it needed that length because there's a lot of stuff in here that would be hard to cut to get it down to that 20 21 minute uh usual time slot i mean you could cut out some stuff with like the bloopers yeah i think some of the Uh, maybe some of the cold jacks like filming reel and some other parts but i don't know i kind of don't want those yeah, no, like they're funny. It's, it's the sort of thing that would have been cut if they would have had to cut to 21 minutes, yeah. but it's funny to still watch. It's like one of those things like where ordinarily if a joke goes on for too long, it's, it's sort of it's supposed to stop being funny, but it's just funny again and long enough that you start laughing again. I think like there's like, if you go on like TV tropes, like one of the things is like it's called the rake effect, which is like a Simpsons reference. There's an episode where one of the characters, Sideshow Bob... The whole thing is he gets out from under this car and he just steps on a rake and just repeatedly does this for like two or three minutes, like in the show. And then the camera zooms out and he's just surrounded by rakes. And rather than take any other path or there are no rakes, he's just continuously walking into rakes. But that's that that's that idea. Just like the joke going on for so long, it stops being funny and then starts being funny again. Well, I got a TV history lesson today. Oh, boy. So do you want to get started with this episode? Let's do it. All right. So we get uh, another cold open, uh, another long one. So I'm going to try and edit this down as much as possible. But it, this is sort of setting up a lot of what this episode will contain and sort of what will revolve around. So welcome to episode five. Rehearsal? We just did a show last week. I just came to pick up a paycheck. No, we do a show every Friday, Tracy. It's not gonna work. Next Friday is Damon Dash's birthday party, and the Friday after that is an orgy over at Elizabeth. Yeah, well, you're part of a team now, okay? So you have to be in the shows, and you have to rehearse. And when you rehearse, Jenna would really like it, I would like it too, if you would read exactly what's on the cue cards. It's making everybody crazy. Can't do it. I'm an improviser. My acting style is like jazz, jazz that you laugh at. But in there, but in there, but in there, Just try, okay? I have a meeting upstairs. I'll be right back. Pete. Hey. Do you remember that song I recorded last year when I was dating that Persian record producer? Oh, no. It's a dance pop techno hybrid called Muffin Top. I gave everybody copies at Christmas. Oh, yeah, right. I don't remember that. Well. Apparently, it's a number one hit in Israel. Hey, Israel, wow. Yes, and I noticed we had a couple of minutes left, so I thought maybe I could do it on the show. Okay, you can do the short version. You should know that Muffin Top is also number four in Belgium. I said you could do it. Why not? Oh, 
I mean, thank you. So as we can see, we've got basically the two B plots of this episode because I say B uh, because they're sort of equal strength. They're not like an A, B, and C. Uh, you got Jenna wanting to do Muffin Top on the show, which sort of is like an encoring on ongoing joke uh, sort of over the series. And then you have the Tracy Jordan refusing to read off cue cards, which is also set up in another scene in a minute of like, is he perhaps illiterate or... You know, is there something else going on? Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. No! Then we get a, another, at the end of the cold opening, that's setting up the A-plot of Jack talking about product integration. And it's, so in the video that they're showing to the writers, it still says, um, so his title is East Coast Television and Microwave Oven Programming, which he did say in the pilot. But even still, when you see it written, it looks like he's just programs microwave ovens. It should be like, East Coast Television Programming and Microwave Oven Management or something. Like, it's just, why has no one corrected his title? Why hasn't he corrected his title? Like, it's just, it's such a weird, like, underlying joke that keeps going. I don't know. I mean, how else would you read that? Like, it should be East Coast Television Programming. And then, like, No, no, no. He, he, he programs the microwave ovens that spy on us. <clears throat> oh, I don't believe that. I don't think that's the joke. I don't like that joke. No, obviously not the joke. That's not a good joke. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Oh no one laughed. No one laughed at your bad joke. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what I'm referencing, right? No. So a year, a year and a half ago, Kellyanne Conway made a comment on some show that people were like were using microwave ovens, like microwaves, to like listen in and spy on people. Like it was, it was around the same time as the Bowling Green Massacre. Like it was one of her crazy things, like that someone knew. That, they're using microwave ovens to... I don't know if it was like... That's how they spy in the White House or something like that. But basically, microwaves were used as, as a as a listening in device to spy on people. She says she said that on some talk show. So that's why I'm referencing when I'm saying he was programming the microwave ovens to spy on us. Again, no I can't one, believe you didn't get that reference. Lots no of people get that. that was, that's one of her... <clears throat> that's up there with um, alternative facts in the lore of Kelly Conway. Mm, I feel like people have forgotten about her. I don't know. I mean, she's not as relevant as she well, was. Well, that's because they've, they've, she's been, they've had her do less TV appearances than she was well, in the past. That's but. probably for the best. Yeah, I don't. I didn't get that reference. I, don't, I think that's one of those things that, like, basically after Bowling Green and the Pizzagate stuff, I just sort of tuned out and blocked that. Well, Pizzagate was a lot, I mean, that was a long time. I mean, that was way, way yeah, I stopped. I stopped giving her attention because she's someone who needs the attention. Otherwise, she falters or, like... She's not as powerful. Yes. Which that's anyway, that was the point. What I was just saying, microwave oven programming, he was programming microwave ovens to spy on us. Anyway. Well, so, I, so, I mean, the, um, AV Club, I was, just, like I said, like I was reading into this episode, and they sort of, like, again, just sort of align with a lot of my thoughts. And they were comparing this to, like, an Arrested Development episode. Just sort of how everything wraps up and sort of comes together. And just, like, the small, like meta jokes that come in like breaking the fourth wall and stuff like that like i think yeah that's a pretty on-point review uh of this episode i think it's really great but like getting the like the snapple jokes and seemingly no one's like everyone's just sort of oblivious to the fact that they are doing all of this like integration stuff and i guess this is like one of those glass breaking moments where i never realized that a lot of tv shows did this sort of thing, you know, where like their parent company, because there's only like seven companies and they all own everything. If you look at the big diagram of everything, 
uh, of just like how they do do that. Like they'll sell something or like there'll be a conveniently placed Coke can on the table with a label out facing camera. And it's always just like, this is one of the first shows that sort of made me open my eyes. Like, man, companies really kind of are that shady and it's really gross. Yeah. I I remember especially on earlier seasons of Shameless, whenever there were scenes in the kitchen, there were always cereal boxes like prominently placed. Like it was never, never mentioned. They were just in the background of the scene, but it was like, they were clearly like, you couldn't miss them. Like right. they were, they were in the background. No, I mean, no one ever did more than I, I if they you poured at most. Like it was never. Yeah. But it, it was. I, I just remember like it, every time there was a shameless kitchen scene, there was always like some cereal box. Yeah. But this for NBC was especially I think around the time when they were like quote unquote famous for their. This was around the time of Chuck and like the infamous Subway oh, product yeah. placement. So this is the, the uh, this is around the time when like they were doing very noticeable. Yes, yeah. so. which I guess would be just for Thirty Rock to make fun of it. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. I mean, if anyone's going on, on NBC is going to do it, it's going to be Thirty Rock or SNL. Uh, but yeah, I guess like at least with the Shameless, like it's subtle. Like they're not specifically saying I'm going right. to pour a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. Like it's just like it's on screen. You, you like you see it, and that's it. Like I don't know. Is that like Shameless? Pun intended. Like Shameless calling out of the product is just yeah. It's and just it's gross. really easy to do on Superstore now. They do it all the time. It's like, because obviously they're in the store, so they're just standing in front of a display. Yeah, it's a really good show. But I feel like maybe I was oblivious to it because I wasn't paying that much attention because that was sort of like a background show when I was first watching it. But Mm. I feel like a lot of that was like off-brand or like brands made up for the show. So I don't don't really recall too many like Sony TVs and blah, blah, blah. Well, it's not, yeah, earlier on, it is a lot of generic products, but especially I think once you get through this second and third season, Mm. it's a lot of definitely real products yeah. and they're just standing in front and yeah. again it's it, they're not generally not commenting on it they're, but they're standing in front of the display right and it's yeah, yeah. no again that's a, maybe that's what it is is they're not I mean that's a good way to do product placement I mean you're you're in a store so you right, mean, yeah. you might as, you that would make that would it's make a way to do it without see, like being honeycomb or something like, on like the awful car product placement things that I feel like oh, so God. many especially for some reason especially sitcoms but no movies are the worst with product placement especially like big blockbusters like yeah. one of the more egregious ones I remember of like Batman versus Superman like they literally just took scenes from the movie and made it into the car commercial so I'd seen the car commercial before I'd seen the movie and then when I finally saw the movie I'm like they just that's so lazy but yeah. it's like Batman's driving around in a Mercedes downtown while the world's crashing and it's just like this is just so gross it's just Oh, there's like I don't know. Talk. Yeah, it just made me think of Pretty Little Liars, where there <laughs> there was a thing around. It. Remember the Microsoft Zune? I think it was called Zune. It was some. Zune! It was some. I think that's what it was. It was some like that low was the rent to iPod. Low rent. Well, maybe it was a smartphone. I can't. Maybe it wasn't a Zune. It, it was. I think it was a smartphone. But it. it okay. It was like the, the characters were like constantly using it. Would definitely be post. I don't think yeah, it, it wasn't the Zune. It was yeah. you're right. It wasn't the Zune. It was some. Like the Windows it was phone some. Uh, maybe it was Windows. It, it was. Uh, I don't know. It, basically, it was a version of smartphone that never went anywhere. But there was like so. Apparently, one season. I, I think I'd stopped watching it by that point. But one season where like it became internet famous for the terrible product placement about how they were always using that phone to like you know find their information or whatever and and i imagine that it was always like so convenient the way they were holding it that the logo is prominently displayed toward camera yeah i mean it 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 was bad enough that again like i wasn't watching the show but i remember hearing about and reading about a lot because it was just so 
shameless. Yeah. But I mean, I remember like growing up, like like razor phones were kind of like the good, like like iPhones are now like the default phones that people have. But I mean, I don't think that's like so much product placement. But I remember like razor phones were like the phone mm. that most kids had in like the yeah. late '80s, early 2000s, as like the yeah. their main Actually, around, phone around the time. Yeah, I think like this is one of those. This is one of those shows where smartphones were just on the cusp of becoming normal. So some people still have like flip phones. I think even yeah. in Thirty Rock, and I think it will be a couple seasons before we see everyone just sort of has like a. Google on Pretty Little Liars says it's a Motorola Kazer, which I assume was a, oh, a, a follow-up okay. to the Razer or the Microsoft Kin One, like the Palm Pixie, like very Nokia. I remember it was some flat product that died yeah. like within a year because no one, yeah. no one ever actually used it. I but. do have a friend that still, I don't know if they still use the Zoom to this day, but when I last talked to them a few years ago, like they were still, they were Zoom users hardcore. They loved it and. I, I mean, I've never used a Zoom. I don't imagine it's really any different from an iPod, but I just, like, I, I didn't necessarily like the look of a Zoom. Like, a Zoom looked just like a flat brick. Was, yeah. I mean, I still play my hit clips all the time, so. Oh, who doesn't have a hit clip? <laughs> my God. Those are terrible. I mean, genius Did marketing? you ever buy one of those? No, but okay, my then. sister got one. Oh, uh, oh. Some family friend gave her for... I can't remember, but some family friend gave it to her for like Hanukkah or birthday or something. Uh, what do you mean? Which hit clip was it? Oh, it it was like five or six different ones. Like, probably a collection. Yeah, there was like some in sync one and some pink one or something. But I remember was like, was it was a one minute clip, one minute clip or two minute clip? I think it was like either one one minute clip or two 30 second clips of different songs yeah I mean I don't know it was marketing genius because it's a complete ripoff because you're not getting a full song you're getting a short clip of the chorus basically just the chorus and they cost what five dollars or six dollars something like that I mean iTunes did iTunes did iTunes store exist yet then iTunes was not I mean no 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 this was LimeWire definitely existed then Oh yeah, De- LimeWire and Napster existed. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, this was post Napster's. I mean, InSync. They were in their stride late '90s, early yeah. 2000s. Napster shut down or became legitimate in what yeah. 2005, 2006. So hit clips would have been late '90s, early 2000s, yeah. pre iTunes, around the same time as Napster. Yeah. So. Did not expect to go there talking about hit clips. But funny enough, that hopped into my head earlier this week. I was like, who remembers hit clips? And I don't even know how it popped in my head. Anyway, uh, yeah, product integration. Go buy hit clips, buy Honey Nut Cheerios, Zoom. buy yourself a Zoom. Zoom. You're welcome from your friends at Go To There. Hello. For over a hundred years, GE has been imagining the future today. And I'm here to talk to you today about a wonderful new synergy. It's called product integration. It's revolutionizing the way we monetize broadcast television. How does it work? Simple. All you have to do as the writing staff of an NBC show is incorporate positive mentions or posmens of GE products into your program. For example, you could write an episode where one of your characters purchases and is satisfied with one of GE's direct current drilling motors for an offshore or land-based project. Product integration. Setting a new standard of upward revenue stream dynamics for all of us. Now I'd be happy to answer any questions. I'm sorry, you're saying you want us to use the show to sell stuff? 
Look, I, I know how this sounds. No, come on, Jack. We're not doing that. We're not compromising the integrity of the show to sell... Wow, this is diet Snapple? I know. It tastes just like regular Snapple, doesn't it? You should try Plumagranate. It's amazing. I only date guys who drink Snapple. Look, we all love Snapple. Uh, Lord knows I do, but focus here. We're talking about product integration. No, no. We are not your shills. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's right. They're artists like James Joyce or Strindberg. Get real, kids. You write skits mocking our presidents to fill time between car commercials. That's not fair. Josh gets a lot of fan mail for Gabraham Lincoln. Four score and seven beers ago. <laughs> you guys know that Holland is the only country with a national dog? I didn't know that. Oh, there's little facts in there. Oh. So... Jenna wants Tracy to actually read off cue cards instead of going off script. But he's an improviser. He's like smooth jazz. Did you talk to Tracy about reading the cue cards? I tried. Well, he's not reading them. He never reads them, Liz. I'm starting to think he can't read. Oh, that, that's just offensive, Jenna. I don't know. Have you ever seen him read anything? Of course, like when we shoot promos. Hi, I'm Tracy Jordan. I'm black NBC, very proud, like peacocks. Right, Janet? Hey, Tracy, I missed that last run through. Could you run it once off cards for me? Nah, Lemon, I'll do that later. I gotta bounce. Okay, that's it. It says emergency exit only. He couldn't read that. So the thing about that setup of like Tracy potentially being illiterate I don't like that setup. I don't like that sort of, I guess you would call it like, what, a mis misnomer or like a red herring. Like, he seemingly looks nervous, like, oh, no, they're on to me. Like, maybe they're learning that I can't, you know. Because, like, he's he's not on to them just yet, of them thinking, of him mm -hmm. thinking they think he's uh, illiterate. So it's like, what's that reaction for of, of oh, no, like, like nervousness? I don't, I don't like that setup. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's, right, it's how it's written, so the audience thinks that... Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the, I don't know, the whole storyline is a little... Yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a great storyline. I mean, it's got some bits in it that are funny, but, I mean, yeah, like, sort of on the, the premonition that he might be illiterate, or that, like, he's lazy or whatever, it's yeah. just like... Well, I, Tina Fey has always been a little iffy on race, and, 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 and this, it... it by the end, it does bring it back a little bit on her and yeah. makes fun of her for, you know, being like a white liberal who actually has a lot of like racist tendencies that are, you know, but below right. the surface and not necessarily super harmful or aggressively harmful, Just but still racist. Like, like, like leaning into stereotypes, yeah. even though she, she, she knows she should know better, but still just because of either her upbringing or her just life choices where it's led her she still just makes a lot of preconceived notions about everyone. Like there's, I mean, there's kind of, it's kind of like a running joke throughout the series. It's like, she just makes a lot of like open food, yeah. insert mouth kind of, kind of things about it. But yeah. Man, Jenna's really gotten squirrely since Tracy came along. It's so sad. What's really sad is that while she's in this fragile state, none of her friends are messing with her head. I think we should do something about that. Okay. All right. Hey, what are you guys talking about? Oh, uh, nothing. What? Is it about me? Okay, um, there's a rumor going around yeah. that Donaghy has to cut costs around here. Oh? Yeah, my friend in accounting, Lando Calrissian, he says Jack's probably gonna have to fire an actor. Oh, thank you guys for telling me. 
It's like shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, if the fish have daddy issues. So after Jenna speaks with Liz about Tracy, she learns, or, well, she doesn't learn. <laughs> she <laughs> two overhears. Fr- yeah, she overhears two friend Frank talking about something and starts getting paranoid. It's a funny joke, and it's just, I don't know, it seems like, wouldn't she turn to Liz to, like, almost immediately? Well, she had Gina. I think she does, right? Because she goes to Liz, and then Liz mm. reassures her that there's no problem with it. That's true. I guess it, well, I guess, then I guess this is more of like just Jenna's paranoia yeah. sort of taking over, which it's pretty good. I can't believe you guys actually wrote a product integration sketch. Jack said we had to. It just seems weird. The show's not a commercial. Excuse me. Can you tell me where Human Resources is, please? This is gonna sound crazy, but um, Tracy can read, right? What, are you serious? The guy's done dozens of movies. Yeah, but it's not like his movies seem like he's reading a script. Let's go rescue Karen. Or whatever. Is it several? Then she can tell us where the drugs are. I mean gold. Then we got the car chase. I'm getting way too old for this. Was I supposed to say that then? That's true. And he never reads the cue cards. God, I thought all that stuff was just crazy Tracy seeing what he could get away with. I know, but you know, it's not surprising. Look at the educational system in this country. We spend all this money in Iraq, but meanwhile, our inner city graduation rates are lower than they are in the Sudan. That doesn't sound right. Maybe it was Sweden. Maybe it was teen pregnancy. I gotta read more. To be fair, she does recognize her blind spots a little bit and pokes fun at it. Yeah, yeah, like, I mean... Yeah, like they could have just ended that scene, but like it, just, it still shows like she's yeah. she knows she's ignorant. Like, yeah, she's one of those like she sort of just like read a headline, but didn't right exactly. Sort of yeah. Uh, well, it wouldn't have been called that back then, but performative wokeness, I guess. You know, like the whole white progressive right. like yeah. Like I'm trying to be better, but I still yeah. like I like my privilege and I like I like what it's gotten yeah. me thus far. Yeah. I don't want to take like, it away. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, but like it is. It's a good fit for the characters. Like she wants to be so like not edgy, but like she wants to be on the cutting edge of of being snarky and, and topical. But she really just doesn't know enough about it to. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, it's great standard critiquing right a lot of people who are like that. Yeah, yeah. What can I do for you? So we wrote a product integration sketch. Good. But we wanted to run it by you first because it's about how GE is making us do this. And we were kind of hoping that the GE executive in the sketch could be played by you. (laughs) I get it. The whole self-referential thing. Letterman hates the suit. Stern yells at his boss. Nixon sock it to me on laughing. Yeah. Hippie humor. That's what I'm going for. Well, as you know, I've been studying comedy, learning what's funny. I'm watching Friends right now. What happens with Ross and Rachel? No, no, don't tell me. Seriously. Well, what were you saying? So will you do it? I don't know, Lemon. I'm not an actor. This is your world. Oh, come on. You can do this. You were great in that video. Yeah. This is live television. I've never done anything like that before. Okay, I'll do it. Great, great. Thanks, Jack. So, rehearsal will be tomorrow at 2. Uh, please don't be late, and I will fax you any changes by 9 a.m. You're such a Monica. <laughs> you are. So it does good work to continue to advance his character mm-hmm. along the lines of if he thinks he just 
studies enough or does enough, he can do anything. So it's like, I've studied comedy, and now I'm ready to do comedy. And the, the studying of comedy I've done is friends. <laughs> yeah. like, and of course, it's also a universal property that he's studying. Right. It's not like anything else. It's yeah, just Yeah, well, it's that. more, it's more, uh, it's more and, synergy. And product integration yeah. and synergy and Posman's. Um, <laughs> Which, funny, like, Alec Baldwin did play, like, I think a one or two episode stint on Friends back when it was initially airing, so, Mm -hmm. which, I don't know. What do you, I I think we'll talk more about Friends when Jennifer Aniston is on in a couple of seasons, but do you have any memories of Friends? I never watched it. You've never seen it? No. Okay. I've only seen it, like, one run through, Uh, and this was, uh, it's been a few years since I sort of sat down with it, but, like, when it was initially airing, it was, what, 90... Early 90s? Nine, yeah, like 92, 93. 92 to like 2000. Because it ran for eight, eight seasons and ended. It ended in like 2000, I think it was, 2001, I think it was right? like 10 seasons, right? Oh, really? I, I Maybe. I think it was like 10. But... It could be. I don't really know. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, it ran for a while. But, like, I mean, I was... When it was airing, I was seven. So, I was... Right. And by the time it had finished airing, it's like, well, I'm so far behind. I don't know when I'll ever catch up with this. But, like, it's a fine show. It's sort of like Seinfeld. Like, I recognize what it's done for the genre of, like, sitcoms. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, is it worth revisiting? If you've, Or is it worth starting if you've never seen it? I mean, the Maybe kids not. love it on Netflix. God, they paid $100 million to keep it for just another year. Just for another year. year, yeah. Like, Jesus. Like, but some people are being snarky and like, that's why Netflix's prices are going up. And it's like, no, it's because they're fucking it's in because debt. because they're spending $13 billion dollars on content in 2019. Yeah, it's like, but I mean, we knew this. Uh, we're not going to talk about that. We knew that was coming. Like, of course. It's not a surprise. Their whole thing right now is they have to spend as much on originals as possible. So when right. Warner Brothers and the other studios pull all their material, which is coming they soon. have a huge library still. Yeah. But the, I mean, they've gotten rid of a lot of their third-party stuff already like friends is probably their biggest uh property that they have i think that netflix has that's not an original uh that's probably true i don't know i mean i can't uh, think of anything else that they've licensed that would be as big yeah is breaking bad still on here my friends is still bigger friends is friends is accessible to everybody breaking bad is a little bit more niche than friends yeah, I guess well, I was thinking like Breaking Bad famously, like it, oh, it's I mean, last season, like the ratings like, increased no, like 400%. No, critically, I think Breaking Bad is probably their strongest, yeah. but um, who knows how long they'll hold on to that again either. It may not even be, it, it may, is it? I'm sure it might be a thing on Hulu now, I don't know. It's hard, to, I, it's hard to keep up with. Yeah, I mean, stuff comes and goes all the time, it's, it's hard to keep up. Um, but yeah, like Friends is fine. I think if you've never seen it. It probably wouldn't hurt to at least check it out, but I don't think it's like a must-see kind of show at this point if you've never watched it. It's up to you. I won't watch it. You won't watch it. You won't miss anything. And Jenna has a secret weapon to (laughs) make sure she stays on the show. Yeah. Uh, Why is Jack Donaghy on the cast list? He's going to do this GE sketch. He's really funny. So he gets to be in sketches, but he's going to fire one of the real actors. What? I got inside information that Jack is going to fire one of the actors to cut costs. No, I haven't heard anything like that. Don't worry about it. Oh, I'm not worried. Because I have something the other actors don't. A secret weapon. Don't say your sexuality. My sexuality. Oh, God, Jenna, when has that ever worked? Uh, when has it not worked? Yeah, but this is different because I know Jack Donaghy. I know what he likes. Yeah, so now you just have to make yourself 10 years younger and Asian. Does he ever actually date an Asian woman in the course of the show? 
because I, I can think of no Elizabeth Banks and Salma Hayek. I, I mean, <clears> I know there's Condoleezza Rice, um, Elizabeth Banks. Um, God, what's her name? Redhead. Oh, Julianne Moore. Julianne Moore. Who's the other one you said? Salma Hayek. Salma Hayek. If there is an Asian that he dates, she's nameless, never has any lines, and it's maybe on screen, but that's it. But I don't believe yeah. he ever does date an Asian. Yeah. Because I, I thought that was a funny line, but I thought, you know, does he actually ever date But that could just anymore? be like Liz just being like... Yeah, no, I know, I know. You know? Yeah. He's a he's an executive, so he probably only likes young Asian women, which it's kind of a gross line, but it's also kind of true for some executives, but... Yeah, well... I'll send to the stereotypes. A lot, a lot of it because we're Jewish. There's like a big stereotype around Jewish men and That's Asian women. That's true. Where does that come from? Because a lot of, I don't know, it's just a thing. A lot of Jewish men like date and marry Asian women. I, I, now, do they date Asian women, like foreign Asian women or like American Asian women? Uh, either. Either or. Okay. Because I don't know. I, I was The reason I asked is I don't know if like... If they can, like, date an Asian woman who's foreign so they can still have some sort of, like, power over that person. Uh-oh. Whereas, like, they don't speak the language so they don't have to worry about, like, what they say. It's more like they just have a wife and they sort of have this, like... Yeah, no, I think it's more just, no, just it's Asian descent, whether it's... Where does that Asian. stem from? I don't know, but, I mean, it's 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 one of the stereotypes that's definitely based in truth from... Hmm. Yeah, you're right. I, it's one of those. Uh, I wish I. I know I have a reference point of that somewhere in my brain, but yeah, I know I've, I've seen that before. Yeah. Huh. So Liz goes to Tracy and just asks him point blank. <laughs> just cuts right to the point of, is he literate? Trey, can you read? Can I read? Please don't get angry. It's not your fault. It's the system. Do you ever see Hoop Dreams? It's like that. So you're asking me if I'm illiterate? You don't even have to answer me if you don't want to. Just know that if you need a tutor, we will get you a tutor. If you need to be in fewer sketches until you get more confident, we'll accommodate you, whatever you need. So I could, like, leave work early if I need a tutor? Absolutely. We'll work around your schedule. I can't read, Liz Lemon! My shameful secret is out. Now you know why I'm always running into the ladies' bathroom. I can't read! I saw my name with an X! I once tried to make mashed potatoes with laundry detergent! I think I voted for Nader! Nader! I feel as though a great weight has been lifted off of me, Liz Lemon. Today is the first day of the rest of my life! All thanks to one very, very special white lady! That is a good line, all thanks to one very special white lady. Right. We were talking at work the other day about the blind side. I've never seen that movie. And like they explained the whole like plot to me. I was like, that sounds just like white woman fulfillment. Yeah. Like the movie. And yeah. I was just like, that? It's. I mean, it is based on a true story. So it, it, it did actually happen. That family took took him in and, and raised him. But <clears throat> I haven't seen the movie either. But yeah, I, I've heard that it really plays into those tropes of white woman who saves, you know, the black kid and yada yada. Yeah, like, I don't, like, they were just telling me, like, because, I mean, I've seen the trailer, and I've seen, like, sort of out of of context moments and bits, and I was just like, this doesn't look, like, this just looks like an Oscar bait movie. And then, like, they were really telling me more intricate plot tests. I was like, this just sounds so awful. And 
So I think from what I remember them saying, like there was a ultimately there becomes like this uh, conspiracy or like controversy rather that she helped him cheat on like the SATs or helped him cheat on some sort of tests to get him into play in college or something. But that was like, I guess maybe like like the final arc of the whole movie is like maybe like a trial or something like a confession. And I was just like, that sounds that sounds so unreal. That, to f- that this is based on a true story sounds so just no thank you like yeah. <laughs> just that's not what, what was the other movie she was in that same year that was heralded as one of the worst movies oh all about steve yes how yeah. i uh how did this get made did an episode on that movie oh really and i like they were just tearing it apart and they were like we can't determine if she's bipolar or if she's just le- legitimately crazy. Right. Because, like, they talk about, like, how she acts and, like, what her character is going through. And I was just like, I... What is this movie? Yeah. Like, it just sounds awful. Yeah. That was the year she won an Oscar and a Razzie. Oh, yeah. But yeah. She, and she showed up to accept her Razzie, Razzie. Yeah. Which, that's kind of cool, like, yeah. to, to be that self-aware. And, like... But I don't know. Every time I hear one special special white lady oh, all I think yeah. is blindside for whatever yeah. reason and I have I mean, no touch with that's that that's the most either. prominent recent example of that um, yeah. trope I, I think <clears throat> so Jonathan comes in and learns of Liz and Pete wanting Jack to be on the show and he speaks again and he yeah he gets a second line um, oh speaking of which Kenneth is nowhere in this episode I don't know if we've mentioned that yet but he doesn't show up at all doesn't have a line he's not even on screen so that's he had to go oh, back to Stone Mission. Mountain. Oh, yeah, there's something in Stone Mountain <laughs> that he had an emergency. Um, but we get uh, a next bit, which is, uh, I think, one of the the best bits that 30 Rock does in its first season and sort of sets the template for how they will do a series of jokes like as the series goes on of just sort of like uh, long cuts or, or long takes of just people messing up and stuff like that. I'm going to try and cut this down because it's a really long clip i'm not going to play the full clip but uh because it, it's a considerable time this is i think what sort of expanded the episode yeah uh to make it 27 minutes versus the 21 22 uh but it's a great it's a great series of bloopers of just like as it prog- like just progressively gets worse and just worse and Please. did you tell jack you can be on the show yeah he was kind of excited about it actually oh yeah he's very excited but you cannot put him on live tv why okay I'm only showing you this because I care about him so much. GE promo, take one. Action! Did you say action? Yes, action! Did you say it louder, please? I'm sorry! Action! GE promo, take two. Hello. For over a hundred years. Line? Sorry, my bad. What's the first line? Product integration. Okay. Right, got it. I just need the first word. Product. What's the second word? Integration. Okay, I knew that. Okay, if I ask for the line again, don't tell me. Line. Line. Product integration. I told you don't give me the line when I ask for the line. New synergy. Does that sound odd to anyone else? Does that sound like news energy? I'm here to talk to you, television, about the monetizing of today broadcast. Was any of that usable? G promo 129. It's called racial integration. No, that's not right, is it? It's called product integration. Into Gorshin? 142. In upward revenue stream dynamics. For all of us. Cut. That's a wrap. <laughs> that was fun, you guys. Didn't feel like five days, did it? No. Everybody have a good weekend. And we'll be right back. So we come back from the break. Jenna is about to use her sexuality 
to get what she needs, as well as Jack proving that despite, even though he doesn't know Liz knows how bad of an actor is, that he will overcome any challenge that he can, despite the odds. Liz, I'm a little bit nervous about this rehearsal. Oh, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. You know, you don't have to do this. I know how busy you are. Oh, no, no, I have to do it. It's a new challenge, and I like challenges. I've summited Kilimanjaro. I've showered with Greta Van Susteren. I, I'm going to do this, yeah. The time, sir. Oh, that's right. Um, do you mind? We'll do it around the corner, okay? I'll be with you in a minute. I have a conference with my corporate division head. Oh, yeah, you guys going to correlate overseas earnings report dynamics? Yes. Liz, did I just hear Jack? Oh, no, please. I know for a fact he is talking to his boss right now. Really? Don't bother him. Fine. Don't. Of course, sir, I'll look into it right away. Actions speak louder than words. Take care of it. Don't worry, I'll have it on your desk first thing in the morning. I am tired of your promises. I want this thing fixed. I'm... I'm on it, sir. So, you're Jack's boss, huh? Oh, well, yeah, that's, that's what they tell me. <laughs> I'm Jenna, by the way. Oh, I, uh, I, I know who you are. <laughs> I'm Ron. Oh, Ron. <laughs> so then we get a bit of Jack rehearsing his lines, and uh, it doesn't go well. It doesn't go well for anyone involved. Quiet, please. Rehearsing for Mr. Donaghy's entrance. What's up, Mr. Donaghy? Uh, oh, that's Josh's line. Your lines are in blue. My bad. I'm sorry. Those cards are a little confusing. Hello. Everyone, thanks for waiting, please. Sit. Down. Okay, that's great. Just one thing, sir. You're looking into the camera a little bit. No, I'm not. I, I want to, but I'm not. No. I know you want to do this, but I don't think it's working out. I agree. It's the writing. It's not natural. What? Really? You think the problem is the writing? Yeah, it's clunky. Wow. Well, I was really trying to help you out of this, but you know what? You're the boss. I think I can do it. No, you should definitely do it. It'll be hilarious. Well, that'd be a refreshing change of pace for the show, wouldn't it? Excuse me. So is he reacting that way because he's frustrated with himself? Like he's attacking her and attacking the show because he can't do it? Right, exactly. Okay. It's, it's, obviously, it's not his fault. He studied comedy. That's true. That's right. I keep forgetting. He studied comedy. Oh, hello? Jack? It's three o'clock in the morning. What's wrong? That's quite a commitment to such terrible writing. Lemon, I don't know how to do this. I know. I don't get it. It's not the fear. I thrive on fear. Yeah, you're looking out a fake window right now, by the way. I bow hunt polar bear. I once drove a rental car into the Hudson just to practice escaping. And it's not the public speaking. There's just something about performing that I can't wrap my brain around. All this creative crap. Acting. Oh. I've never been able to do it. Okay, look. This is not your fault. This whole thing was a bad idea. We just have Josh do it, and we'll just tell everyone you're on a business trip. It's not an option. I have to do it. Once I set my mind to something, I have to accomplish it. Ten years ago, I was an inch and a half shorter than I am today. Sheer willpower. If I don't figure this thing out by Friday, then failure wins, and that's not acceptable. Oh, God, the room is spinning. What do you want from me? I'm one of your actors. I'm freaking out. Talk me down. Okay. Here's your pep talk. You're not an actor. You're Jack Donaghy, all right? So quit whining and nut up. 
You're right. If you can't do this, you are a failure. Josh can do this. And earlier today, he ate a club sandwich with the toothpick still in it. Jenna can do this. And she was once engaged to David Blaine. Any dum-dum can act, Jack. So be a man and get it done. If you were any other woman on Earth, I would be turned on right now. Go home. Get some sleep. This stays between us, right, Lemon? Lemon? Like every other executive, all of a sudden when somebody shows him authority, he just really wants to be dominating when it comes down to it. Yeah. When someone shows him authority, suddenly he gets his act together. Yeah, like it, it really is funny, like, until someone just talks down to him like a, almost like a child. Yeah. That's what kicks him into gear. Uh, but now we get our first Donald Glover, first of three Donald Glover cameos uh, as a stagehand. Uh, really? Yeah, he's in this. Well, I don't think I have to worry about my job anymore, and I didn't bother Jack at all. Oh, good for you. That's right. I took your advice. I hooked up with his boss. Who, Ron? Mm -hmm. That guy's an extra on the show. No, he said he was Jack's boss. In the sketch. He doesn't even have a line. He doesn't have lines? Don't eat in costume. Oh, give me a break. I'm just... But he was yelling at Jack. Actions speak louder than words. Take care of it. Oh, don't worry, sir. I'll have it on your desk first thing in the morning. I am tired of your promises. I just want this thing fixed now. I'm on it, sir. What is the point of belonging to the Extras Guild if I cannot get health coverage for my foot? Hmm? Ew. Oh, God, Jenna, I told you, don't listen to rumors. But Frank and Tufer said to me. Frank and Tufer, that's where you're getting your information? They're messing with you. No, they wouldn't do that to me. Yeah, they would. Oh. I am going to get back at them using my sexuality. any left tracy comes back to the studio before the show and gets sidetracked by some hot lesbian auditions jenna ghostface killer and yo-yo ma to the stage please for muffin talk what a hot lesbian is that lemon i knew it you can read fine yes i'm literate i even have a column of ebony called musings you are unbelievable i'm unbelievable what about your racist mess thinking a grown man is illiterate that's the subtle racism of lowered expectations. Bing Crosby said that. No, Bill Cosby said that. That's racist. Look, we can all agree Liz is generally pretty racist. The point is, you have people counting on you. You can't be finding excuses not to be here. But this job is hard. I just want to be able to do what I want to do. You know, I once shot a whole movie without ever getting out of my car. Yeah, I paid to see that. That was supposed to be a Western. You're not a big shot movie star anymore, Trey. You're the star of TGS, and you will read the lines as written starting tonight. Because this show is important. I set a very high standard for myself, and I expect the same of the professionals who work with me. When Gabraham Lincoln gets hit in the crotch, can I go cross-eyed? Oh, yes, do that. That's hilarious. So Jenna's all queued up for Muffin Top, and Jack gets his last bit of information before going live on TGS. Pete! The standards lady is saying my moaning in Muffin Top is too graphic. Which of these is less offensive? Ah, 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 or, ah, oh, ah, oh, ah. Oh. Both sound good to me. <laughs> Hello, Ron. 
I, I just would hate for muffin top to get cut because of a standards problem. I've already posted on my web blog that I'll be doing it. Jenna, we're not going to cut it. Are you messing with me? Because people around here keep messing with me. I'm not messing with you. So which one? Ah! Or, ah! Oh. Uh, I guess, uh... Ah! 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 Oh, hey, look, uh, it's no big deal, but we had to make some changes in your sketch, okay? I have new pages for you. You do? Yeah, uh, Tracy is in it now, so we had to change some of the cues. Also, the opening VT is cut, so you just go right out, okay? Oh, and, um, you all say the last line together. Wow, so, uh... So, you're gonna be great. Have fun. Well, Lemon, these pages are blank. Oh, never mind. Withdrawn. And remember, don't look into the camera! So when it comes down to it... Jack really just wants everyone's approval yet again. Yeah. He just wants that laughter. He just wants to know that he can be funny. It looks like his All practice, studying paid his off. Studying of comedy has <laughs> paid off. And we get the final bit before the closing. But well, we're cool, right, Mr. Donaghy? No. You're all fired. <laughs> no. You're all fired. <laughs> Hey, good job the other night. Oh, you mean on the show. Thanks. What were you watching? Nothing. Uh, Bloomberg. Mm. Aha! Don't be cute, Lemon. You're too old for that. And we close the episode with Muffin Top, which will be taking us out. Now, not only was Muffin Top a number one hit in Israel, oh, yeah. but also on my personal iTunes around the time I watched this episode, it probably was as well. Like your personal stats or... Yes, like, my personal... No, yes, literally like my personal your, iTunes. Your most listened to song. Probably for some period. Wow. Because I mean... Well, I listened to it a lot. It was a 40 seconds long, so it's easy to replay. That's true. That's true. So. Fair enough. Multinational number one hit. Multi two nations. Two nations. <laughs> At least two nations. Uh, I, I think it's great. I think it's one of their better like original songs. Uh, I know we're going to get a couple more. We're going to get Werewolf Bar Mitzvah. It's coming up soon. And... Um, it's a Jordan Christmas, which we don't get enough of. I'd love to see a full Jordan Christmas because it's pretty terrific. This one is definitely the most iconic, though. Oh, definitely. Yeah, no, you could sort of say this to any 30 Rock fan, and they just sort of instantly... Yeah. Like, Deb knows it, like, word for word. Yeah. Like, if you just say Muffin Top, she's like, boom, I got it. Yeah. This yeah. is another one that I didn't realize it was so early in the Yeah, show's no, run. me neither. No, I, until I started rewatching this episode, I was like, oh, wow, Muffin Top hits this so soon, but... No, it's great. It's a great song. So, uh, yeah, no, so again, solid episode. And just, again, looking what we have coming forward in the next, uh, I'd say probably next five to six episodes, just hit after hit. Are after you hit. sure this time? I am sure, because next we get uh, Dennis Duffy's introduction, and then we get Conan. Um, Conan, and then we get the baby episode, which starts uh, Liz's whole thing of wanting to have a baby. Then we get more with Dennis. Then we get Jack, more of Jack's um, duh, previous life, like of his wife. We get to meet her. Um, so yeah, another solid block of episodes coming up. Uh, so I'm, I'm very much looking forward to any final thoughts on Jack tour. Uh, I think this is the first classic episode. Oh yeah, 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 
Because the that. yeah, because the, the I mean, well, Blind Date was good. Yeah, and the it pilot, was good. Pilot was good. Good, but, yeah. but this is the first. I mean, because the Muffin Top obviously is very memorable. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole blooper bit with Jack just that sort of starts one of their running gags. Yeah, throughout the rest of the series, uh, it sort of sets up like Lisa, uh, Liz's sort of like uh, racist racist slant that she has through the rest of the series. Uh, it sort of puts in, in place the Toofer and Frank, like, uh, what they end up calling themselves, uh, the the Prankster gang, or, or they have some sort of name, uh, it's going to come to me after we stop recording and it won't matter, but, like, their prank group that sort of dominates in the later half of the season, or the latter half of the series. Troy and I bet in the Pranksmen. morning. The Pranksmen, I think they were just called the Pranksmen. Um yeah, we get we've got two more Donald Glover cameos coming up in this season, and then he's off the show because he goes on to Community. Uh, but yeah, no, this this is I think yeah I, I would agree that this is just one of their first iconic classic episodes of Thirty Rock. So yeah, any other thoughts? Muffin top. <laughs> <laughs> you open with it and you close with it. That makes perfect sense. So as always, thank you for joining us on Go to There episode five. Uh, you can, uh, if you like what we're doing and you, and you want to help out, you can donate to our coffee uh, site, ko-fi backslash go to there. You can donate, uh, give us a comment, like, all that fun stuff. Just let us know you like what we're doing. You can also always iTunes, uh, I'm sorry, Apple Podcasts, Thank you know, you. ratings, reviews, all that. We're now on Stitcher. We're now on Google Podcasts because apparently that's a thing. Of Radio course. Public. Just basically every avenue that you can put a podcast on, I am doing it because that just seems to make the most sense to me. Uh, But yeah, you can't escape us anymore. We're everywhere. So we thank you for listening and we will catch you in episode six, Jack Meets Dennis. See you next time. See, that's good. You practiced. Everyone knows the most delicious part of the muffin is the top. My muffin top is all that whole grain low fat I know you want a piece of that, but I just want to dance Chip checking out my sweet hips, my sugar-coated berry lips I know you want to get with this, but I'm just here to dance So back up off of me, you're weirding me out I'm an independent lady so do not try to play me I run a tidy bakery The boys all want my cake for free But if you can't shake your fakery Then kiss my muffin top You are racist